Hey! This show is recommended for folks 18 and older. It contains foul language and frank depictions of sex and sexuality. Thanks for tuning in to The Broads and the Bees. Enjoy the show! The clitoris is simply a bundle of nerves, 8,000 nerve fibers to be precise. That is twice, twice, twice the number in the penis. Who needs a handgun when you've got a semi-automatic? Welcome to the Broads and the Bees. My name is Morgan Spatola. And I'm Joyce Sass. And we're talking about the clitoris today. Yay! <laughs> Your best friend. <laughs> that quote was my is my favorite quote from the vagina monologues. It's from the opening monologue. And wow, if you haven't seen them, go check it out because it is a great play all about everything vaginal. <laughs> awesome. Love it. So yeah, clitorises. We both got them. So let's uh, get down to business then. Okay, so I am talking about the anatomy of the clitoris and our clitoris. I like. I think, I think either way is fine. I think either way is fine. Yeah, I think like when you say clitoris, it sounds very like it sounds like a great wine. Yeah, like some clitoris. <laughs> I would love some clitoris. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the anatomy of the clitoris. So I thought we would start off just kind of talking about it because I. I thought I knew a lot and I learned a lot. Yeah. You know, so there are things that I didn't know. Yeah, I think it's a lot more than people expect it to be, you know? So the glans clitoris is the name of the part most people call the clitoris or the clitoris. Um, it's about a pea size and is located above the urethra. And I think that like we're pretty aware of that, but not as much as I think a lot of people are, you right. know? Um, I, I, it's interesting because we, we feel like it's a button, but as we we're going to learn, that it really is not something that you push. Right. Um, because the glands in most highly um, in innervated areas of the clitoris is extremely sensitive to touch. Like it's really like, um, you know, like if you have one, if you're listening to this and you actually have one, it yeah. is very sensitive. Yes. Unlike the rest of the clitoris, the glands do not do do not swell or grow during sexual response. It does not contain erectile expandable tissue. So when we talk about erectile tissue, um, most people think of in the penis, which is basically like a spongier tissue that engorges with blood, which is what causes penises to get erect. So um, there is a myth, I think, that like your clitoris will, at least the glands part of the clitoris will get like, quote unquote, hard or erect. Um, and that's not necessarily the case, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't do that. So it um yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting part of the body. And so I'm just, I'm reading from here verbatim. Um, and then we're just taking little pieces out and having that conversation. Um, just above the top or on top of the glands is the clitoral hood, which is formed by two sides of the connecting labia um, minora. Did I say that right? Right. Yes, I did say that right. I did <laughs> keep my job for another day. Um, which I found, that, that I found really interesting. I did not realize that the hood was on two sides i thought the hood was over oh and then yeah, like that kind makes, of like yeah. like an uh, uh uncircumcised penis kind of comes out when right erect. so i i got a lesson of 
Yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it that way either because I always think of, you know, because it's called the hood. I think of it like a a hood, like a hoodie that you put on over your little clitoris. Yeah. um, Yeah. So that's, yeah, that is very interesting to think of it that way. And another thing, clitoral hoods can vary in size and degree of coverage from person to person. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. Um, One size does not fit all. (laughs) Um, External, internal parts of the clitoris. The majority of the clitoris is not typically visible, which we... Pretty much if you've looked, I wonder how many people have looked. Have you looked at yours before? I've looked at mine. I did understand yeah. a lot of times what I was looking at, Yeah, but I've looked at it. It just looks like some flesh. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> some flesh. Um, connected to the glands clitoris is the body of the, clit- the clitoris. The clitoral body projects upwards into your pelvis and is attached and attaches via ligaments to your pelvic bone another thing i did not know whoa yeah i didn't know that either i guess like that makes a lot of sense i just kind of always imagine it just floating it's this kind of little thing that we just like (laughs) like it feels good so it must be working i'm trying to imagine this as you're talking about all of it because like if you look at what the like the full anatomy of it looks like it kind of looks like a little penguin like it's got oh, the glands right. and then the two bulbs or whatever that come down and then it has those little wings mm-hmm. and listeners that doesn't make any sense but if you know what I'm talking about you know and if you don't know just look up like full clitoris or something and you'll see what it looks like but like I always thought it looks like a little bird or a penguin yeah it does it kind of does so I'm trying to imagine how that fits into the rest of the body while you're but talking you know about what else this. and I also realized like when looking at diagrams they all line up like everything lines up yeah so your clitoris Vaginal opening. Yeah. And anal. Like, yeah. Like it all, like it's nothing's off to the side. No one's like <laughs> hanging over there. It's pretty cool. Um, okay. So then, and I apologize to begin with. Um, Morgan's going to correct me. Like I'm saying some words that I'm like, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but we're going forward. Okay. So from the body, the clitoris splits in half to form a paired cura? cura? Yeah. Cura? I still don't know how to yeah. say it. It's C-R-U-R-A. Cura? 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 I don't know, but if you're looking at that diagram that I was talking about, these are what the little wings are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these, so these, they call them the legs of the clitoris. Mm, I so, think they're wings. <laughs> as long as it doesn't fly away with them. And then um, the vestibular, vestibular? Yeah, that sounds the, right. Okay, vestibular bulbs. Right. These bulbs extend through and behind the labia, passing by the urethra, ve- ve- Vaginal canal and towards the anus. So that is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. That is a lot. And it's interesting because like if you think about it or you really focus on it, you can stimulate that area. Mm -hmm. Um, And just basically by, and this is something that I personally enjoy, but um, essentially like if you were to make like a number two with your fingers and then situate them on the vulva so that the glands is in the crook of where those fingers are. So now your fingers are kind of spread by the glands and then press and kind of like stroke and press there. That's how you can stimulate those bulbs. And it is a fun feeling for sure. They can also be stimulated from the inside of the vagina as well, um, which basically is just like just when you have internal stimulation, that's you're feeling that. So right on. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Because I've done that before, but I've never, like with the stroking mm-hmm. on the vaginal walls and mm-hmm. not actual penetration. And I and that was always a really good feeling, but I did not put the connection together. Yeah, so awesome. totally. Thank you. Um, by swelling on either side of the vaginal canal, they can increase lubrication in the vagina. 
while in increasing sexual stimulation and sensation. This expansion of clitoral tissue can also cause pressure on the anterior to the anterior of the vaginal canal. So hmm. kind of basically what we were Yeah, totally. Yeah, because that is the part that gets erect, mm -hmm. essentially, right? It swells with blood. Yeah. And then that makes it more sensitive. Yeah. That is so cool. Man, the clitoris is so cool. It's really cool. And and that that's it. That is our anatomy with it. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like it's because the vagina, there's so much going on there mm -hmm. that we like, it may sound like there wasn't a lot to say and, but there is a lot that goes on with it. So yeah. I think that even though we just talked about the internal and external parts of it, we're talking about it like in a very quick form, but like spend some time, like like spend some time experiencing that. Like look yeah. at your look at your clitoris, like yeah. not just the vagina, but look at that one particular part. Yeah, and yeah, and spend some time exploring it and seeing if you can stimulate those other parts. So I wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth clitoral piercings because yes. I have mentioned my own before, and um, it's just. It's, it was an interesting experience getting it, and it's still an interesting experience having it. Um, but I think that there are some myths, because when people hear that you have a clitoral piercing, they assume that you have pierced the glands of the clitoris, which is not the case. <laughs> um, so because that is um, a very extreme thing that very few people do. Um, so I just wanted to talk about like different types of piercings. Um, and I have this like fun little factoid sheet, and I'm only going to talk about some of them because there's some on this these photos that don't really make sense. So whatever. <laughs> well, like I said, most people, when they hear about clitoral piercings, they think that the, the glands itself has been pierced. Um, and those are actually really rare um, because it, uh, any piercing that you get down there um, is really determined by your anatomy. So like Joy mentioned, um, like the, the hood, the clitoral hood can be different sizes and things like that. And sometimes it's not suited for certain piercings because it just won't fit or the jewelry will be too long or too short or something. Um, so it's the same thing with the glands, because if you get the glands pierced, essentially what you're doing is you're pulling the glands out of the hood permanently. It's not going to be able to go back in there. Yeah. And some people have a glands that already is kind of peeking out all the time. And so that might work. But anyway, um, uh, it's estimated by piercers that 90 to 95% of vaginas just aren't anatomically fitted for those. Another reason why it's so rare is because you can cause serious nerve damage by piercing through a sack of nerves on your body. <laughs> oh, that sounds so painful. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, like squelching up just thinking about it. Um, and so, yeah, for, for some people, it makes it hypersensitive, but for other people, it removes all the sensation. So it's actually a really risky piercing to get. So when people say they have clitoral piercings, usually what they're talking about is a clitoral hood piercing. Okay. Uh, where the hood itself is pierced. And if you, we mentioned the hood a few times in this episode, it really is just like a thin piece of tissue that covers, of skin tissue, essentially, that covers the clitoris. Um, it can be pulled back, you know, like, well, uh, you know, uh, male foreskin, mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. It usually just sits where it's at. What I personally have is called a VCH, which stands for vertical clitoral hood piercing. And so if you think of the hood like a tube, because <laughs> it is, it's essentially a piercing that goes down through the tube. 
So it starts in the top and it comes out at the bottom. Depending on what your anatomy looks like, um, the full, it's a its a barbell a piercing is what the jewelry is. So two balls on either end and a, a piece of metal in the middle. Um, the bottom part of the barbell might just stay inside the hood. Um, it might come out, whatever. But the part that you usually see is just the top part of the barbell that goes in through the, the top of the hood. So those are really fun because <laughs> the part of the barbell that stays inside the hood can be used for stimulation. Yeah, so you very cool. you have a very thing cool. there that can yeah immediately touch the clitoris easily. So it is really fun. Another type is the horizontal hood piercing, um, which essentially would just be the hood or the piercing going sideways through that tube. It usually just goes to the top of the hood skin. It doesn't actually go into the hood. And so those ones aren't very great if you are doing it for like a sexual stimulation reason, because it doesn't actually touch the clitoris ever. It okay. just touches the skin on the outside. Um, but they're, they're you know, almost as common as the, as the vertical one. And then the third one that I want to highlight is called the triangle piercing. And this is the most intense one. And it's honestly one that I would love to get, but it's another risky piercing. So if you think of the hood like a, like a tube mm -hmm. and say the clitoris is kind of running in the middle of that tube. Okay. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take a barbell and you go on one side of the tube. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and you curve it around behind the tube inside the body and it comes out on the other side of the tube. So you essentially have two pieces of barbell on either side and a piece of metal going behind the glands inside the body. Is that kind of like the nose piercing thing that a lot of yeah, people do? Yeah, it's kind do? of like a like septum piercing. A septum piercing? Yeah. Okay. Which is another piercing I have, but I never wear my nose ring, so people don't know that. But um, yeah, it's kind of like that. So the reason... I mean, obviously it's risky, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're going behind the glands. And if your piercer doesn't know much about anatomy, they could pierce the glands on accident. Oh my goodness. Right. But Ooh. it is supposedly one of the better ones for sexual stimulation because you are stimulating the back of the glands. Okay. Which if you think about it, like nothing ever touches that. Pretty much. Like, and so you have something there that can stimulate the back of the glands. And to me, face? I know, I know <laughs> you're you like not face? impressed by this. <laughs> no, but it's I'm not a so or you're whatever. It's not for you. But for me, I think it's so cool. <laughs> no, it's not even that it's not for me. I mean, yes, it's not for me, but it just seems like a level of initial pain for possibly like not a level of payoff. That's like true. If, if it gets because you're right, that person really has to know a certain level of anatomy. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the right person, it's great once it's healed. But that's kind of what I was asking next. Yeah. What about healing process for a clitoral um, piercing? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first of all, as far as the vertical and the horizontal hood goes, it doesn't hurt. Okay. It's just a quick little pinch because that tissue is so thin. It's thinner than your earlobe. So it's super easy. It's a really easy piercing, actually, if as long as you don't mind walking into the room and the piercer says, okay, take your pants off. And you're like, you can buy me a drink first or what? <laughs> and then they don't. And then they do it and you pay them for it. But whatever. Um, but as far as healing goes, you actually... Um, you cannot have sex um, or like you can't have penetrative sex. You can't have oral sex, like no touching it for, um, I want to say eight weeks Girl. while it's healing. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying now, no, like no. And that goes with any, any genital piercings. Um, but yeah, because you cannot, you absolutely cannot risk any bacteria getting there. Can you there. masturbate? 
I mean, you shouldn't because you shouldn't be touching it. Maybe if you use a toy with no lube. And the silence is there because I'm like speechless. I'm like, it's, this is the hardest part is that you can't have sex afterwards okay. um, for about eight weeks once it's healed. Um, as far as piercings go, though, that's a pretty quick healing time because like if you were to say get like the cartilage on your ear pierced, like that takes way like a long time, just like months and months and months. Another another wild thing about it, too, is that you definitely need to relearn like how to masturbate essentially and relearn your clitoris but what if you had a whole system down right exactly if you had a whole system down you're gonna have to learn a new system because it's not the same anymore because there's a piece of metal in the way so say you were to be you were one of those people that likes to apply pressure directly to the glands like that's not happening anymore because when you do that you're applying pressure to the barbell which is then applying pressure to the glands but it's a totally different feeling. So like buyer beware if you really like the way you masturbate and you don't want to change that this piercing might not be for you because you're going to have to learn your body again. Can I ask a couple of questions? <laughs> sure. Ask a couple of questions. Okay. So I feel like the old one first I feel like the old lady one. That's okay. Um but how like did you take a time off from engaging with another partner to understand what would work with you with the piercing or was it like just happenstance like you just like got the piercing waited eight weeks and then engaged with someone or did you take some time to understand what was going to work for you um, sexually with having the piercing right I did not do that um, because I was 18 years old okay yeah and what did I know yeah. So it, uh, whenever I speak with people now about that, if they're like, oh, I'm thinking about getting this, whatever, I say that. Okay. I say, listen, you're going to have to learn everything all over again. You need to take some time off to deal with it and whatever. But for me, it was a real like into the frying pan, crash and burn, trial and error situation because I was 18 years old and like, what the fuck did I even know? But now looking back on it, I wish that I had actually taken the time to spend some time with myself and relearn everything again, because honestly, that would have saved me from less satisfying situations. (laughs) You're so so good. You're not saying bad sex. Because you know there's someone listening going, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Oh, I hope none of those people are listening. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's that's all about that. I don't know. Overall, you know, I wouldn't not recommend it, but I think it's definitely something that you should think about and not get for your 18th birthday (laughs) on a whim. It was okay. It wasn't totally on a whim. I thought about it and did some research before I got it done. But also it was one of those things where it was like, Come on, I was 18. What, yeah. Why? Why was I doing this? So, um, but overall, I've been happy with it over the last 10 years. And I think that it's a great part of my body now. And I really like it. But I think if you're considering getting one, definitely do some research and really think about the fact that like, it will change things down there. And that's a serious thing to think about. So... For our toy this week, we tried out how, man, how do I intro this toy? The best toy of all time, the most intriguing toy of all time, one of the most popular toys of all time. What I, I, what would you say about it? I hear music <laughs> when I think of this toy. I hear a like, choir of angels. I hear like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, just like, this is the toy. So... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the Satisfier Pro 2. 
uh, was the toy that we tried out. The Satisfier Pro 2 is a clitoral stimulation toy, specifically, Mm -hmm. that works by blowing tiny puffs of air onto the clitoris is... That's what it does. And that sounds wild, but essentially it uses a, a pulsation method mm-hmm. that is can be so gentle and so wonderful and so intense. And it's just a really, it's it, amazing. It's my friend. <laughs> and no, we're not getting sponsored on this no, episode. We're not. No, <laughs> we we're not. We are just saying this because we wish actually we were. like it. Because then we could give you like a link and you could go get a discount <laughs> right. for one. So I wish we were. But um, so what were your first impressions before you bought it? So my first impressions before I bought it, I love the design of it. Um, I love that um, it had a thicker knob at the bottom of it. I was very curious um, about what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so I like the fact that there was a toy out there that piqued my curiosity about yeah. what, how it functions. Because you look at it and you're like, how is this going to work? amazing people look at it and they think it's like a facial cleanser yes, or something yes. um and what it looks like is i don't even know how to describe like it like one of those face scrubbers I mean, it looks like a, a face scrubber exfoli- exfoliant scrubber. yeah it's got a it's got a handle that's kind of like contoured to fit in your hand mm-hmm. it's a beautiful rose gold kind of satin plastic and it's you know feels nice looks nice and then the tip that has the pulsation part is a ring of silicone so it's got like a, a nozzle almost, like mm-hmm. you can imagine spraying something out of here or something like that. Um, my first impression was that I was not sure if it would work for me okay. because of my piercing. Oh, okay. Um, and so I wasn't sure that it would be able to make, I was kind of confusing it for suction. Okay. It's not a suction toy. No. Um, but I was not convinced that it would be able to make full enough contact with my clitoris in order to stimulate it properly. Um, because when I have tried out suction toys in the past, and I think I've mentioned that on this show too, they typically, because of the piercing, they cannot make that full ring of contact. And so right. I can't get that stimulation. So um, that was my thought. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. It worked fine. So <laughs> it has several settings on it, and I'm just gonna play this into the microphone because there it sounds it sounds fun too. So here it goes. So that's it. It makes those fun little sucky noises. They're not even sucky noises. What are they? They sound, I don't know how to describe like them, but they sound like nice. A pul- like a yeah. slight pulse. Yeah. Pulsation. Yeah. Like it, it's a very slight, like, I don't know. It, it, it increases, as you could hear, yeah. um, as you speed up, if mm-hmm. you go to higher speeds. How do we feel about design? I gave it a 10. I feel like the 10 of the design is great. Um, gave a lower score later for something else, but um, the design of the toy... Um, it has a thick handle, um, the, the knob, um, I call it a knob, but the, um, the pulsation part Mm -hmm. is a really soft silicone. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it feels like a sturdy toy in your hand. There's some weight to it. Yeah. So I like it. I like, I feel like for the price you're getting something like that is a sturdy, dependable toy. Yeah, absolutely. I also gave it a 10 spoiler alert. It's going to be a lot of tens. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I like the color of it. It looks you know, I mean, it's, it's just looks, I don't know. I want to say normal. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't look outlandish. It just looks like something that if you saw it in someone's bathroom, it's supposed to be there, you know? And that's, it's nice. It looks like a household item that is not a sex toy, 
but it is a sex toy. It just looks nice. So so if you have gas, be careful because they might go, can I use this to clean my face? You're like, no. <laughs> right. Put it down. <laughs> All right. User friendliness. Um, I gave it a 10. I feel like it is really easy to use. Um, I do change it with accessibility, though. Um, mm-hmm. Well, well, I will, okay, user friendliness, I'm going to move it up a little bit. I'll switch okay. around. Um, that um, if you have some hand issues, possibly, like mm-hmm. if you have arthritis in your mm-hmm. hands or you have um, 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 momentum issues with your fingers or mm-hmm. dexterity things, it might get a little bit, but I don't think so because I like the fact that it's the the base of it is very thick. Yeah, kind of. It's like tapered in the middle and then it, it kind mm-hmm. of widens at the base. And mm-hmm. I, I can see what you mean. Like it would be hard to drop it, yeah. you know, like if I... Like, I'm trying to fling it out of my hand right now. It's yeah, kind of it's, not. You know, I keep yeah. catching it. So, yeah. So, um, I, I just I just wanted to, like, with, with people, if it, it is a hand toy. So, yeah. that might be. But other than that, I thought, it, I think it's great. So. Yeah. Um, for user friendliness, I actually dropped mine down to a nine. And the only reason is because I'm, I'm just being picky. But I don't like um, when I have to hold it down to turn it on. You okay. have to hold the button down for like three to five seconds in order to turn it on. Um, I prefer when that's the off method and you just press it once to turn it on. Right. Um, and the reason for that is just because there's always this part in my lizard brain that's like, did I not charge it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it turns on and I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. So awesome. I knocked it down a point for that. Mm-hmm. Accessibility. Um, so I gave it a 10. I wasn't really thinking about that. I like the widened handle. I think that's nice. The buttons are easy to push. Um, but... Uh, you are right. Like it's, I could see how it might be hard for somebody to hold. And I can think of a toy that is similar to this, that has a different shape that might be easier for someone with mobility issues to hold. So, awesome. Cool. Cause yeah. I, I gave us accessibility an eight yeah. for that reason only, but that's like the lowest. Oh no, I gave it a different thing. Yeah. I there was the somewhere score, else with the score, but, but yeah, but I think that that's the only, that's not, but it's not the only thing. I think that as we're going to a more sex positive culture, mm-hmm. um, Toy makers need to be aware that everyone has a sense of sexuality to right. them, regardless of what it looks like. Right. So absolutely. So that's just why. Yeah. Um, okay. So fun factor. I gave it a ten. I also gave it a ten. Oh my goodness, I gave it a ten. <laughs> if I could give it an eleven, I would. <laughs> I would. I would. Because you don't. And the best part about it is, like, you're like, you're like, okay, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness, okay. Like, it kind of sneaks up on you. It does. It really does kind of take you off guard. Um, It's... It's fun because it's different than anything else out there and because it's easy. Like, I feel like if you just want, like, a quick orgasm, like, just to get it done and just go do something else this is what you need to use. You can use it for a long time too, but if you need to just like get it, get it over with, like this, just fucking with this shit out and you're, you're good to go, you yeah, know? So you I, I love that. Um, okay. Material. Um, I gave it a 10 because I do think that this one, if I'm correct, Morgan, that this can go in the shower. Yeah. It's completely it's submersible. Yeah. yeah. So it, Yes. 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 <laughs> We're like, yes. <laughs> As opposed to suction toys, ones that actually suck air in instead of pulsing it back and forth, suction toys cannot be submersed because mm-hmm. they will suck in water. Okay. This can be submersed because it just, all it does is it has a little diaphragm in there that moves back and forth and that works in the water perfectly. I have not had the chance to use this in the bathtub yet, but I am so excited too because then you get to like pulse water back and forth instead of air and it just sounds awesome. So I did it in the shower and I don't think I had any different results than in the bed because I don't take baths. That's fair. 
freaks me out. Well, but, <laughs> if you ever take a bath, the next time I take one, I'm going to try it. So. I take showers, though, people. Okay, <laughs> just not baths. Just, just not baths. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if I said my 10. I, I gave it a 10 for material also. It's it's great. It's There's nothing wrong with this. It's easy to clean. Mm-hmm. You know. It's, yeah, the, the um, nozzle, the, the um, silicone ring. nozzle comes off. Right. Yes. So you can definitely clean it. Easy. Easy breezy. Yes. Uh, okay. Texture. I gave that a 10 too because yeah. of the, I, I, I like the whole thing. The whole thing is very smooth. Like the, the base and the handle are very smooth. And then the actual top is very, it's a very soft silicone. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Like I just, it's like butter. Like yeah. It's just really <laughs> soft and lovely. So It is completely comfortable to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the silicone is, it's so soft. So I also gave it a 10. That's the part that's touching the clitoris and it's, you know, it's almost like it's not even there. You yeah, know, no. like you don't even have to worry about it. It's so. like a satin pillow for the clitoris. <laughs> okay. For the clitoris. For the clitoris. All right. Sensation quality. Of 10. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Morgan's right. It's one of my go-to where I'm like, kind of want to knock one out, but I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, satisfier. Yeah. Because it's name fits. Right. And it is. It's like the sensation quality is really great. Um, the orgasms are usually really intense for me. Mm-hmm. They're not like just like, you know how like sometimes you have the orgasm, you're like, why did I even bother? <laughs> I don't, like what? Like yeah. it happens too fast. You're yeah. just like, what? Yeah. But this one, like there's a really nice steady buildup mm-hmm. of arousal mm-hmm. until you have the actual orgasm. So it's really great. Yeah. And I gave mine a 10 also. Uh, versatility. I gave it a four. Yeah. Um, it, it does one thing. And mm-hmm. I wish it did more things. Like I wish it made meals and stuff, but it does one thing. <laughs> It does only do the one thing, so I also gave it a four. I tried so hard to think of anything else that it can do, and I cannot think of one thing. So, um, yeah. you know, if someone else figures it out, like, I don't know. Let me know. But it yeah. I, it doesn't do anything. Um, I mean, it's just it does one thing very well, and that's it. Yeah. But I think it I, – I mean – does it have to be versatile when it does this one thing so well? Right. But we had to score it lower because it really isn't mm-hmm. like a versatile toy, mm-hmm. but it does the one thing so well. Right. In this case, it not being versatile is not a bad thing. Exactly. You yeah, know? that's a great point. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes when things kind of suck at other things, we're like, well, you could use it for this, this, and that. So it's kind of versatile, which kind of redeems it. But like in this case, it doesn't need to be because it's so good in general, you know? Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, travel friendly. Gave it a 10. Also gave it a 10. It is the size of my hand. It mm-hmm. is the length of my hand. Um, they also make one called the Traveler, which is the size of your palm or smaller it's super tiny um so if you really didn't want this this one you thought it was too big um you know then buy the traveler but yeah you could just toss this in your bag and go it's it's really not imposing at all right um love it cost i gave it a 10 i also gave it a 10 um and so this one that we're looking at retails for around 50 bucks and um that is cheap for this kind of toy Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other brands that make this type of pulsation toy that run around $200 and satisfier makes it affordable, which makes it accessible. And I love that. And they try really hard to have this great quality with their, their toys. Um, and they, um, you know, do it in such a way that they are able to drop the cost, you know, not so much because $50 is still a lot to shell out, but it's not as much as some companies are trying to charge you. Exactly. And the other thing too, is that they have a 15 year warranty, which is new. They just changed that in the last year, but they have a 15 year warranty, which is the longest warranty 
for a rechargeable toy in the industry. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, the $50 over 15 years, because they know it's not going to break. That's yeah. why. You know, the, the only thing that could possibly happen to it is, like, maybe your charger gets lost, mm-hmm. you know? And if it does break, they're going to replace it for you. So it's, that's wild. Um, that is so worth the cost to me. Yeah, no, it, it completely is. And I just, I just want to say that, like, it, out of, I have a lot of toys having worked in the shop and just in my own personal collection. And um, this is like a go to. This mm-hmm. is like definitely something that isn't like um, in the, it's not in the repertoire. It is pretty much the repertoire. Like, right. It, it's one that I really go to a lot. And this is the one I keep in my bedside stand. Yeah. The other ones are stored elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a good toy. Yeah. Love it. I love it too. Um, and for that, it gets a 9.3, which I think might be my highest score ever. Yeah, mine is a 9.2. Amazing. High school, I think my highest score ever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, last impressions, like I said, my favorite toy with three exclamation points wrote. Yeah. So. And I put, I love it, great toy with self. And I put our partner because yeah. I like that my partner likes to watch, like put the toy on and then watch me have that experience. And so it's I kind of like a little kink there. Also had an experience like that. And yes, it is great for use with partners yeah, as well. Absolutely. sex position of the day joy would you please draw me a card okay there we go what do we get (laughs) it's called the jaws of life and i love this position it looks like it i don't know okay i do love it but it looks like it could be a little aggressive but sometimes that's good um it looks like you're wrestling it does look like Greco Roman wrestling. Check this out. Oh, it definitely looks it like Greco Roman wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So let me. Okay. Do you want to describe it? No. I, oh, okay. Describe it for us, okay. please. So the receiving partner is laying on their back um, with their arms out to their side. The giving partner is penetrating. But they're on their toes. So their their legs are extended. Their toes are flexed. So they're like putting weight on their toes. Kind of in like a plank position. Yeah, like a plank position. That's great. And then the receiving partner is going to twist their legs around the hips and the lower back of the giving partner. Yeah. And then the giving partner holds their arms down by the bicep. It truly looks like, I mean, I sound, what I sound, it sounds like really violent what I'm describing, but it really, like, it looks kind of interesting. It does. It's the, the penetrating partner is definitely just spreading this person whole. But that, that's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) To be blue. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's really a, uh. It's a really feisty position. That looks very fun. Mm-hmm. I think you would need to be really good at doing a plank. But I think if you were the penetrating partner and you couldn't do a plank, you could easily just kind of put your knees down. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have to do the plank position, even though that might be a cool workout. <laughs> um, you could put your knees down for sure. But yeah, that looks really awesome. And I bet you could get 
some very like deep penetration in there or if you weren't doing any penetrating you could do some cool like grinding against each other mm-hmm. action and get that you know clitoral stimulation if one person has one um nice nice i like it jaws of life jaws of life blessings and intentions i think i've got it I want to put an intention out there. I want to put an intention out for being mindful of the things beneath the surface. Nice. Nice, Morgan. I like that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I think that a lot of times we just operate at a surface level and that can totally be fine and serve us. But I think sometimes if you take a moment to look deeper into whatever it is you're even if you're just like chopping up an apple or something you know just like very consciously looking deeper into what is going on where did that apple come from you know how much water did they take to grow it how many cuts will I make to cut this up you know what am I going to do with the seeds afterwards you know just really going deeper or or even with our interactions with people like going deeper in those interactions and I know right now we're kind of in a time of like you know it's, we're dating the podcast, but there's coronavirus around. And so you want to be social distancing. But even then, you can go deeper with people because we have the internet. You know, mm-hmm. we can go online and we can have those deep connections with people, even if they're not in person. And um, and I think that, yeah, if we just take the time to go beneath the surface and see what is hiding out under there, um, you could just open up a whole new world of interesting things. Yes, yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Lovely. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Broads and the Bees. As always, it has been a delight. Um, Big shout out to the Scavengers Network for having us on the show. uh, Home to other shows like State Your Case, uh, Myth Takes, and... What is another one that I can think of? Apotolesma. And so go check those shows out. Also, if you are feeling up to it, I don't think we've put this ask out in a while, but give us a rate and review on iTunes. We love reading the reviews and I love seeing those ratings come in. It lets us know to keep doing a good job. <laughs> and um, follow us on Twitter if you haven't already or, or talk to us, join the conversation. If you have something to say or something you learned, we want to hear about it. So we are on Twitter at Broads and Bees. Um, thank you again so much for listening. I have been Morgan Spatola. And I am still Joyce Sass. <laughs> have a happy, happy, sexy week. Flying through the sky, hey, we're done and The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. W-I-D-K!
Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like, ah, The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search WIDK in your podcast app.